Hey guys, this is Hank, and welcome back to Typically Hazardous. Today I've got an interview for you with an actor named Mike Vogel. He is a really rad guy that I got a chance to sit down with at his home when I was in Nashville for an event for Adopt Together and hit up Mike and I said, hey, I'm in town, can I come find you? And he had just gotten into town from a trip hours before you hear this conversation. And his wife and his family were gracious enough to let me steal him for 45 minutes to have this dialogue and conversation. Mike is an incredible actor. He's been on things like The Help, Cloverfield, Blue Valentine. He's been in movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and has had an awesome career. Most recently, you've probably seen him in a TV show like Pan Am, or you might see him in a TV show called Under the Dome, which is a Stephen King novel turned TV show that uh, was incredible and had a really cool run. So I want you to check it out and hear Mike's unbelievably deep spiritual core and his really, really talented um, acting mind. And then in addition to that, he's just a passionate human being that has a lot of beautiful things to say. So one of my favorite things about Mike is how clearly and passionately he sees the world and how open and vulnerable he is. So uh, check out this podcast. I know you're going to love this interview, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So, Mike, you're awesome. I'm a huge Appreciate fan you. and Appreciate a big you. fan. You're the one of the first people I watched Under the Dome every episode of. And then when <laughs> we met in person, I was like, I was sort of like, I stared at you for a second. Like, you, it was hard for me not to imagine you as in character right. from Under the Dome. So I had to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're just talking. Uh, but one of the things that um, stood out to me about you was I felt like I was I was talking to a person who was more spiritual than me in some ways. Like I was like, man, this guy, like you just felt to me so connected and so spiritual to that element. You're uh, you're too kind. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that because, uh, I mean, as you know, our, our, our paths have kind of been intersecting for some time. Um, uh, which has just been more confirmation, I think, for me that God is, God is just connecting people. In uh, it's exciting because for so long I feel like, especially when I grew up and before I got into acting, it was almost like uh, the Great Commission was go you into all the world except Hollywood. Right, you know, because yeah. it was go, yeah. go, go everywhere Hollywood else. Is evil. Yeah. Everything else is important. Yes, yeah. right. Um, and, and and we discouraged our kids from from being the creators and the innovators that I think um, God designed us to be. And and it's I was reading this incredible book by uh, Ravi Zacharias called Delivers from Evil, where he basically talks about the church was mm. the hub of art. It was the hub of medicine and science and right. all these things. And we've seated, we've seated those arguments. We've seated that place uh, and, and we serve the ultimate creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seated that to, right. to, um, you know, to someone else. And, and, and so it's, it's, it's interesting to see guys like yourself and, and people that God has just constantly connecting me with, um, in, in sort of every, every niche around, you know, around creativity. So as a creator, what age did you go? I think I want to be an actor. Like, did you know you could pay your rent as an actor? Or were you just thinking like, I love this. I want to do this. When did that happen? I I was going to go to the air force Academy. Um, and, uh, it wasn't until my, I got a case of senioritis in, uh, in high school. Okay. And air force Academy is your family military or you, um, the, a lot of people in my, in my family are military. Uh, no one had been in the air force. And from the time I was a kid, I was in love with, it's just, it's what everyone knew I was going to do what Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to do. Yep. 
and yet there was always this side of me that was kind of involved in skits and plays at church and at school and but growing up in Philadelphia, you just you don't wake up and go, "Hey, mom, I'm going to be an actor." There's something a little wrong with you, right? Uh, you right. know, if you do that. And Philly is like a, I mean, is that a blue collar city? I'd say blue collar, tough town. And, but surprisingly, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of actors that have come out of there. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not prevalent. You know, to it, it's not in your face that this is something that you can actually do. My senior in high school, a bunch of people were like, "Mike, you should really look into this." And no, 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 no. Um, and I, I started modeling at the time because an ex-girlfriend wanted to be a model and went from modeling into acting and training as an actor up in New York. And so about, I was about 19. Um, and, uh, and that's when it, it dawned on me that, oh my word, this is, this is, and in fact, every other door closed Except for except for this one that kind of kind of wow. pushed me into it. So, wow. yeah. and what was that like when you first like that moment where you realized like I just got paid to do this, like because I'm sure you acted as like a passion or it was like a yeah. thing you loved. But it sounds like you went from into modeling and that was probably like hey yeah I mean it's not yeah, the right. worst yeah, way to make money paying like, the bills yeah. yeah I'm doing it. But at what point were you like dude I just got paid to do something that I absolutely loved? I feel like that's a sweet spot. Yeah. In it, life, you hit it. I was my first real job. It was a I'll never forget uh, my grandfather, who was uh, other than my parents, one of the most important important men in my lives, in my life. Um, uh, missionary in Guatemala, just a very very strong spiritual man. He passed away on um, uh, July thirty first of two thousand and one, and that. That day, that morning, the nurse called and said, he's not going to make it through the day. Um, you know, you guys should get here. An audition came in for a show called Grounded for Life up in New York. And I said, well, no, I'm not going. And my parents, everyone said, you need to go. He'd want you to go. I went up to New York. I hurried, hurried. I didn't, didn't give a crap about the, about the audition. Um, did it, rushed back home to Philly and was there when he passed away found out the next day that I got the job and we had his funeral on a Thursday and Saturday I was living in Los Angeles um, right before 9-11. So it was just, it was one of those weird moments of my life where when one one moment in life is ending, an entire new avenue is opening up. And And what a convergence, like a perfect storm of a window of, to have 9-11 happen right after, for you to lose a person you, like yeah, that's just a, no, all of it at once. Everything hit at once, um, and it was. And how a, old were you at the time? I was twenty-one, so it was a twenty-one, just turning twenty-two. So it was, it was a lot of really quick growing up, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, and so yeah. So at that point, I, I moved out to Los Angeles and stayed busy from that point on. I was uh, I, I was very very fortunate. Amazing. Yeah. Now what uh, did you did you get married in LA or I mean the girl that got you into modeling that's an ex-girlfriend. She's it's an gone. ex-girlfriend. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> she didn't <clears throat> she didn't get any callbacks at the uh, at the modeling <laughs> okay. so that one didn't last too long. <laughs> okay. Um, but the same modeling place that I got started at is actually also coincidentally where I met my wife who had gotten started at the same. It was one of those talent search places yeah. that they're there to take your money. That's about it. They never right. work for anyone, but they actually worked for us. Um, and I met her 
that same year yeah. that I... Tell me about the moment. This is my favorite story, and I just hung out with our friend Jeremy before this, yes. and he didn't know this story, so I was sharing this story with him. Right. Tell me about the moment where you were... Where you, we're on stage with your yeah. with your now wife. So so we were back speaking in Orlando at, at, a, at this model search convention, and um, uh, I'm I'm on stage with this incredibly beautiful, uh, at the time, seventeen year old uh, woman. Yeah, You don't have to keep You know, chronology is not. Yeah, yeah no one, no yeah. one's paying attention right. to that. Sure, she was Lee when we got married. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, but so she so they got to uh, they got to me and they said uh, they said uh, you know if you could tell this crowd anything what would you, what would you tell them and I completely chickened out and I gave the most pat you know if you believe it you can do it you can right. make it just believe if you can dream if it. you can dream it yeah. it's yours and um, and so they got to her and the age thing was important for me because here I was a 21, 21 year old kid and I'm copping out in front of this audience and they got to her. And in front of 3,000 people, she goes, I just want to tell everyone in this crowd to hold on to your faith, hold on to your beliefs, because this business will do everything that it can to take it from you. And at the end of the day, that's all that you have. Um, and I literally fell off of my chair in front of this entire crowd trying to look down the row at, at, at this woman. Um, and uh, a year that later, you're we thinking, were married. Oh, wow. Yeah. That you're thinking, she's braver than me. Yeah. This 17-year-old Beautiful girl at the end of the line. Well, rain. it's like, and it's like it, she she totally she's saying everything I wanted to say, and, yeah. and she just she she and I and I bungled that one. Wow. Um, it's amazing. And uh, but and you were married you know, a year later. Married a year later, so I was twenty three, she was eighteen, um, and uh, going on thirteen years later, and three kids now. Here we are, and wow. uh, and she's a she is a rock star. Wow. Any challenges to getting married that young? You know, there. Yes, there's there's challenges getting married young, but we knew it was going to go one not of two ways. Not that there's not challenges getting married. Uh, married is a challenge. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, and, I, and that's what I think I would say. It, it's all in your perspective of it. Um, we basically, we. I think there was a bit of wisdom in there for us. We we recognized the pitfall. The pitfall was the great thing was that we were going to grow up together. Mm -hmm. You know, we were going to have a chance. A lot of people wanted to take their twenties to go crazy and figure some things out. Right. I had it figured out, but I knew that there's a lot of changes that we, you go through a ton of changes from 20 to 25 and then 25 to 30. Mm -hmm. um, and we knew that if we could do it together, if we could grow up together, that this would be one of the best rides we could, we could mm -hmm. go on. Uh, Which is so cool because you hear the reverse of grow up first. And I'm sure that is probably true for some people, right? Like yeah. grow up first, get to know who you are, get to know what you're attracted to, then figure that out yeah. whereas you were sort of like we're going to grow up we might as well do that married yeah instead of grow up and figure out if we're going to well, reconnect and it, and it was one of those weird things that just it when you know you know if i could have written a list out to god and said here's everything that i want in a woman mm -hmm. she came to me and there was a little post-it note on her forehead and it said p.s you forgot da 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 da, -da, -da signed god I mean, like he, yeah. the things that I couldn't have known that I needed at 30 or at 35 or, you know, right. later in life or, or in a mother, in a, you know, things that I could not have foreseen he delivered in her. Wow. Um, and, yeah, and, would your list, I mean, not, I don't want to diminish your list, but it was probably like 
beautiful. Yeah, oh, it was, uh, it was, it was tall. <laughs> it was shallow. I grow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he puts up with my stuff. Yeah. Right. And, you know, yeah. great, Helpful, great, great uh, cook. Yeah, exactly. Happy. Yeah. Exactly. Funny. Great uh, smile. Yeah. The right. things that mean a yeah, lot. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. It's like that. You know, dads always talk about this with their daughters, that if you send your daughter to go buy a car, she'll get one with a good stereo. Yes. So you let her pick a man, she's going to pick a guy with hair and muscles right. and, and doesn't have all the things that are essential. <laughs> it's almost the reverse with the guys, right? Yes. Like we're going, oh, yeah, is this girl, does she fit the categories? Does she make me feel cool? Is she pretty? Is she a good cook? Is she supportive? Is right. she whatever those, whatever person's list is. But it is so true that I feel like God tends to weave our paths with people where you go, I didn't even... Same story even with my wife. I didn't even know I needed things that she brings to our relationship. I didn't know those were vacancies. I I couldn't have even imagined. Yeah, you couldn't have known that you would get to that point and that thing. And and as all of this career-wise kind of progressed, it, it... it's 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 interesting, and I, you know, I made the comparison to a military family only because it's so much of what I had experience with in my life with people. But you know, so many of my friends, I look at them that, that have deployed out for years at a time, and their wife is, you know, yes, a lot of marriages are ruined, right. but there's a lot of strong marriages as well. And I look at that and go, it takes a special woman to know that your husband's going away and may never come back. In the same way, it takes a special woman to be married to someone in the entertainment industry who's constantly surrounded by other women or right. by by fans and people and just stuff like that that could – And that, you're gone for three months, six months at a time. Yeah. And you have wives on television or whatever. Right. Where, you know what I mean? You have yeah. another woman, so that's a huge... Yeah. And people will look at her friends and people will look at her and say, I don't know I don't know how... But it was one of those things, I think, where it was God prepared us for things that we had no idea yeah, would right. be awaiting us when we got there. Wow. So That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so you've done... I saw you most in Pan Am, which I love that show. Right. Um, I saw you again in Under the Dome. That was to me my favorite. Is that those are the favorite things that you've done? What other what um, other pieces have you? Uh, I enjoy. I mean, still one of my most fun times I've had was was Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in back in two thousand two. Uh, we're all everyone in the cast still friends. Still wow. still hangs out. Um, Poseidon Adventure was a fun one for me. Um, massive two hundred million dollar film where it was. You know, I'd never seen anything on that scale before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of sets of and actors. And it was that was an incredible experience. Um, the help was a special one for me, uh, 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 being a part of a just a great story about, yeah. you know, about the civil rights movement and everything in, in, yeah. in Mississippi during the 60s. Um so there's just there's been a there's been a lot of fun things I've been able to be a part of. Um, and and in each one. It's it's fun because I, it, you know, I never got to go do the Air Force, the the military thing that I thought I was going to right. do. But it's interesting that God has kind of turned it where it's like in each one of these projects that I go into, there's another mission. Yeah, right. There's another, and I am deep behind lines as many of us are, and mm-hmm. and it. It, it came to a point of basically saying I'm not I'm not doing what I'm doing for the church I'm not uh, you know I'm not I'm not here to make movies or shows for the choir right I'm here to go to places where uh, maybe even people would question me being there but every time 
it leads to to uh, a rendezvous with 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 someone and lives that are changed yeah, and, right. and seeds that need to be planted and it, it without fail it happens every single wow, time. Wow, it's beautiful and almost a higher calling, right? Not we need to give this vehicle to this place to whatever you, you would know, be no, delivering no. in the Air Force. Yeah. You have this higher calling of going. I know. I think that's a powerful thing for anybody to go. I knew I was somewhere for a purpose. Yeah. I knew that my role here was was bigger than what I got paid or what my job was. Or yeah. what, I was there for a purpose. And uh, additionally, you never get to do the military thing. Yeah. But I feel like if I Google image you, you have a gun in your hand with everything. <laughs> you're wearing a vest. You're hopping off a vehicle. Right. Even under the dome, which was pretty, it looked like it was going to be a pretty pedestrian. Like, right. oh, yeah, this is a, just a guy. The first yeah, right. scene, you're killing someone. So, body, yeah. yeah, like, so there's yeah. a lot of those it's intertwined. Yeah, you've gotten to be a part yeah. of as well. No, and it's and it's it, you know it's funny you said the uh, about about the higher calling of it. You know, the first several years of doing this, it was it, it was uh, coming to a place of realizing that that God was up to something. Mm. Now it's morphed into this place of going, all right, where are we going next? Yeah, like I'm along for the ride because sure, yeah, I know totally. I, I know that wherever I go next, that he's got he's got something. Yeah, so I think even just in that conversation. I think for some people, it's like, I can ask the question, what is God doing? But how do you know? Like when you're, whether you're on set or whether you're doing something even with your life or even as an actor, to me, the adventure of the actors is, I I don't have the, I don't have the, the, I don't have the stomach for the actor's world where it's like, I'm crazy busy. And then it's like, every, okay. (laughs) Like I just look at it like every actor Every actor I talk to, they go, this job could be the last job, last time I ever yeah. act, last check I ever get, whatever. Like, and you don't yeah. think that like about yourself, but you're going, this is an option. Yeah. There's obviously adventure to that, but to me it's like, how do you perceive what God is doing when you're a part of something? Do you go, is God up to something? What part of it is coincidence? What part of it is just a byproduct of hard work? And what part of it is God actually doing something supernaturally? I think it's all of those things. I think it's, uh, you know, as with anything, Faith is getting off of your butt and doing absolutely everything you mm-hmm. can to I mean God demands excellence from us he you know right uh, it's why you are so good at what you do because you're excellent at it you excel you go above and beyond and you don't settle for mediocrity um and and so pushing yourself in what you do to be the best when you run out it only takes going into one audition room looking how many names are on that list and going I shouldn't be working. I shouldn't have continued working yeah, for 12 right. years. Yeah, I'm, you look at the I'm, list I'm and you're like, doofus. I know those guys. Yeah, yeah right. you know. Uh, Who are the guys you run into? You run into guys in, I mean, there's got to be, every actor has like a handful of people. Oh, we, it's, right? you know, Chris Pine and Evans and I have been, we could go on and on and on with stories about things that you're walking I got into a room, he's walking out of, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or I had something and then he got it or I, yeah. he had something and I got it. And nice. So they're kind of the, They've always been the ones that we've, you know, that we kind of <laughs> joke with each other about. Um, but I think... But even in that, there's something to the... I mean, again, I, I looked at that and I'm wondering internally for you, Chris Pine gets tagged for something, it gets dropped, it's going your direction. Right. You can go, is that a coincidence? Is that a... Yeah. Is that a product of hard work or is God up to something? Or yeah. is it all of them? I think... For me, that's always been a question that I get so much, which is, how do you know that something is what God is doing? Yeah, I, I, I think, well, this is the interesting thing about it, because I'm playing in a world where there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of gray areas. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, I can't open up. There's some things I can open up the Bible and say, okay, well, this, but I'm playing, I'm playing, how do you reconcile that thing that you're playing a character right now? You're hired to play right. someone that's not you to portray a broken life. Right. And to do a good job at that. Um, in, 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 in and so, you know, certainly my wife and I have set things that I will and won't do. And, and, you know, we've set those boundaries. But beyond that, you know, there's things that maybe uh, times where I've gone, all right, God, I don't know that I want to be here. Or I want to be in this thing. Right. And have prayed about it, prayed about it, prayed about it. And either the door closes or it stays open. And that's kind of been, you know, you talk about the miraculous of it. There's been a lot of just learning to hear and to see what he's doing and, mm. and, and that weirds some people out. I don't have the answer to it and I don't know 100% yeah. how to do it except that it's a learning process and it, it it's drawing me into an intimate place of learning how to do that. Yeah. I remember before I... Before I went to do the help, uh, I was praying with a, a, one of my buddies. Is I I swear he's he's Paul the Apostle reincarnated, and he's got he has a direct line to God. Right, and, uh, he has that clarity he has that we that all clarity see. That 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 you read do you about. Want to give us his address? About, do you want to let us yeah, know I mean, how do we find yes. him? Right. Um, he's but he's one of those guys, and so we're praying, and he stops, and he turns around to me, and he goes. You're going there for one person. There's one one specific person I feel like God's saying that you're supposed to be on, on the help for. And so I, I went and I was thinking it was this, and so I was excited. I was like, all right, I've got a, I've got a mission, I've got a purpose here. And I thought it was this one, this one kid the whole time. It turned out that it was someone completely different who's now one of my best friends who's on a brand new show on on sci-fi who was in sci- wow. was in to help with me and it 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 fell into place of he was just ready it was wow. just this and and it's moments like that where i'm starting to learn to on under the dome there were you know there were you know multiple people where it became clear and evident by not shying away from conversation, not beating someone over the head with a Bible and not, yeah. not going there to get on a pulpit. Yeah. And how do you, how do you handle that? Like you're on set and at this point you probably have enough of a reputation that people are like, Mike's a God guy. Yeah. Like, do you, or do you, are you the person who like, Hey, what's up? I'm Mike. I'm a big fan of Jesus. Like, yeah, yeah no, I don't lead with it. I no, certainly right. don't, don't lead with, with it. You it know? How does that come up organically? Or you, do you do that on purpose? Or you, no, I think, I think it's, first of all, it's people, people see a different in difference in the way that you live in the okay. way that you conduct. And in, you know, as they say, where it's darkest, your light is, is the brightest. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there's a lot of darkness. And so right. when you're, when you're actually a decent, caring guy who has integrity and is faithful to his wife and instantly there's something a little different about you and people can see that um and then when then your reputation spreads it's like oh yeah yeah mike's got a thing going on right there's there's something different happening there and then it goes in you know and then people trust you with intimate intimate questions and intimate life circumstances where you get a chance to to infuse Listen, this is where I come at it from, and this mm-hmm. is how I see things. Where it's not, I'm not on a in a in a public in a public forum the way you are. I think yeah. where you know where you have the opportunity to just drop it on right. thousands of people. Um, 
but for me, it's kind of, it's about the one. It's about right. the, yeah. you know, it's about that one person that those two people that for three years of a show, it may just continue to, to and it's not a numbers game. It's not about numbers. It's just about walking through it with that person. And then, and then, and then you know, a show ends or a movie ends and they move on to something else and you just have to trust that that, that time that we were interacting and that God had mm-hmm. us together, there was that he'll be faithful to complete what he started there yeah. through someone else or through me or however that's going to work. I can't, I can't right. worry about that. So what would you say to people in an industry where, like in my experience, you're, the knowledge of you being a person who loves God, a person of faith, doesn't hold you back. It hasn't yeah. pigeonholed you into like bad Christian movies or anything like yeah. that. If you have a person who's listening who's in an industry and they're like, man, I'm petrified for people to know that I'm a Christian or yeah. to know that I go to church or, you know, yeah. you might be concerned, like, is this going to hurt, hurt my career? There would probably be less places in the world as toxic maybe to be like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're in Hollywood and you're yeah. a Christian. How have you navigated that? Do you just kind of release it and go, I'm just going to let people know? Or do you, you just kind of go, I, I'm not going to worry about that? Well, I'm the persecution gonna... certainly come as well. I mean, I I, <laughs> I remember getting cussed out in front of a, an entire crew by an actress. Um, uh, uh, she can remain know, nameless. It's yeah, okay. and she yeah, will. Yeah, uh, right. But, you know, F me and F right. my God and what he did to my to my ancestors, the Indians. And, and I, oh, wow. you know, I'm sitting here going... What? Um, yeah, right. And was this because you're having a conversation? Just because just I was talking, to, someone else was asking me a question about oh, something about I was answering, and she didn't like where I fell on this. The persecution's certainly there, um, but it's funny. I wrestle with. I'm a guy that like I feel strongly, and when you're sitting in the makeup trailer and someone's talking about something that's really, you know, I'm not a part of the conversation. But something in me is rising up to say something. Right. And it's been something that God has dealt with me on big time to say, shut up. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. And you're, when the you're, time is You're doing is your right, breathing exercises. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, okay. <laughs> me and Jesus uh, just, are going to do right. yoga. That's right. right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna meditate a bit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, you know, it's, it, that's been the learning process for me is, cool. is to shut up. And, you know, he leads it. I don't Yeah, I, right. I, I, I don't know what else to say other than it's been a a lot of for me proverbs has been massive in learning you know the fool speaks and you know the wise man does mm-hmm. this and yeah. there's been a lot of learning to shut up and temper listen that. and temper yeah. that that need to be right that need to speak or the, the need yep. to defend God I don't need to defend him mm-hmm. he will defend himself and if I'm called on to and if that if there has been those times absolutely right um but I don't need to lead the offense. I right. don't need to. I don't need to. It, the battle, the fight will come to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make no mistake about that. When it does come, are you ready? Are you ready to, to answer? answer? Yeah, and totally. And and I have, and yeah. and he has, and he's been faithful in it. So it's cool. So we've talked about your career being a spiritual experience for sure. Is the craft of acting spiritual for you? And in what way? Like you even mentioned, like you. So you have to portray broken people and broken yeah. characters and yeah. people who deal with demons and those sorts of things. Is the process of that spiritual for you? And in what way do you have to, like how dark do you have to get almost internally to face some of those things? Um, it's hard. It's a, 
it's absolutely a balancing act um, of, you know, I try and make sure that who I'm playing and what I'm doing, that there's, if it's dark, that there's a redemptiveness in it. Right. Um, so it's not just dark for dark it's sake. It's not dark for dark sake. It's for no, darkness. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there, there has to, to me, there has to be a meaning mm-hmm. to it. There has mm-hmm. to be a, a, a message that I can pull from it and, and to me, to relate to what it must be like to, to, to I mean, that's part of the fun is, is putting yourself in those shoes and it's sad. Hmm. I mean, it, it, more than anything, it helps give me an empathy and a compassion for the brokenness that exists. And it's not just in, in people that don't know Jesus, it's in people that know Jesus. Hmm. We're all messed up and broken and, 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 Especially in the American church, I think we have such a there's such a complacency. There's such a uh, because we've got it great here. We right. live in a fantastic country. How much do we really need them? Right. You totally. know, is anyone you know? We've just seen uh, uh, this dates what we're doing, but we just saw what happened in Oregon right now with yeah. you know people being executed for their. Are, would you stand up? Would you stand up and go? Yeah. Yep. I'm a I, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right. Or would you, in that moment, what would you do? Right. Um, and then when it hits home here, it, it, it gets it gets real real. Yeah. And, and we're uncomfortable with it. But in countries like Africa or the Middle East or that's a regular you know, reality. This is so this many is just life. Yeah. Right. Um, this is this is you sign up for what you're doing, knowing right. that there's a strong chance that this is what's going to happen. Right. I think, and I think, I may be wrong. But I think that God manifests himself in massive ways that we don't get to see mm. over there because of the utter need yeah, and, right. and uh, desperateness of yeah. the times. There's higher that they highs in. Yeah. in terms of God's experience and yeah. there's lower lows in That's terms right. of what we've been through. But you're right, we neutralize that a little bit. Yeah. And on purpose. I mean, yeah. we go, we don't want the high, I don't want my kid to leave the house and That's wonder, right. is she coming home? Right. But I, I, I do want to see powerful things happen. I yeah. think that's why it's so important for as we globalize to yeah. be connected to different parts of society. Absolutely. For you, and this would be more like personal with you and God, yeah. if you and God had a conversation right now, mm-hmm. what would God say to you? Stop beating yourself up. Um, yeah, I have a. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a. Uh, I think that's kind of been my uh, my cross to bear in all this is the sort of just this heaping the self. Um, it's never good enough, mm. you know. No matter how much you you answer the call, no matter how much uh, you're used in something. Marlon Brando said once um, he could be in a room where the entire crowd was standing up applauding for him and all he could see is the one person who was sitting down not clapping. Wow. Um, and there's a lot of that in me where mm. I can just, all I see is everything that I didn't do right. Every, right. The, the ways that I could have done this better, done this different, right. done this. Um, so I think my... God's dealing with me has been very much in getting me to it, it's been in to stop driving the ship and, mm-hmm. and and you know like I talked about not taking the fight to someone yeah, he'll right. bring the fight to me just be willing yeah. to engage in it 
Um, so if you know that that's what God would say to you, and I can sense that very deeply in you, what what keeps you from embracing those words? Um, I think uh, the habit. It's, yeah. it's it's the it's the. There's a payoff, right? There's a there's an addiction there. Yeah, to that. there's a it, it's it's how my body knows to operate. But, yeah, but it's changing. I mean, it's 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 you know we we I think we take for granted what the Bible talks about when it tells us the importance of renewing our mind, renewing our yeah. mind, renewing our right. mind, taking captive every thought. I've not given you yep. a spirit of weakness, a spirit of fear. But yeah, there's literally of, language uh, of new neurological pathways. Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean it's literally neurological rewiring pathways. How, how you know yep. this is this is a thorn that I was given to deal with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm off the hook. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm just to operate in that right. thorn, that, yeah. that it's okay because that's a weakness of my no. Right. I, that's a battle that I need to be engaging and I need to be cutting down. When the, when the, the, you know, the self, when the guilt and the shame and all mm-hmm. that stuff comes in and, and the striving comes in, that's up, up, to, up to me to say, oh, wait a minute, no, no. I know who this is. Yeah, right. This isn't you. Right. This is that guy. Yeah, right. It's that guy. So what would you say, like, I, and I keep running into people, obviously, even just this, this trip, we're having this conversation in your home in Nashville, is even in this trip, the, I keep having conversations with people about this very thing, that almost like that's like the, that's a burden many people carry. I don't think yeah. you're alone in that. Obviously, Marlon Brando, as successful as he was, still had it somewhere in his life. What would you say to a person who's listening who's like, dude, that's my thorn too? What uh, what would you give him? What hope would you give him? What even what practices? Like, hey, what can you do starting today to to start to take that fight to the self-loathing or to that yeah. burden? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it's it to me. I, I I think it's all rooted in it's rooted in love. It's it's rooted in. We talk about this all the time that God loves you. Mm-hmm. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves me. He right. does love me. Not right. only does he love me, he likes me. Yes, he likes me. Right, totally. Do you, do I know that? Do I re, because if, if, you know, I mean, I've had breakdown sobbing nights to my poor wife of just going, you know, I espouse these beliefs. I know these things and I know that I believe them. But if they were rooted in me, if they were there, it changes these moments. It, yeah, right. you know, and these moments have gotten less and less and less. But I think oh. a lot of it is a—it's a life of having grown up in the church mm-hmm. and doing, 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 right. doing. Yep. But never engaging Him. Mm. Never, you know, when when Jesus when Jesus went back into heaven and said, "I've got to go. You want me to go? Trust me, because if I don't." Then my my spirit's not going to come, and and, and, right, right. and he's the one that's going to do these things in you, do these works in you, and so much of my life was not engaging. It's like you ask God into your heart, and mm-hmm. then you go about. Then service. you're good to go, and then there's a list of things you shouldn't yeah, do for your life, and you you go and do missions work, and you go right. and do these things and serve, and do, yeah. But am I walking with him? Yeah, like, and in it, those quiet places, like for you in your life. In those quiet places, when you pray, mm-hmm. does God 
meet you there? What's like, what's, what's the place where you kind of go, here's where I feel God most vibrantly? Because it's almost like, uh, I always, cons- I always tell, tell people that it's not, and I know Gary Chapman and a lot of other people wrote great books about this, but one of the things I was talking about is it's sort of like figuring out where the frequency is. Like almost like yeah. if you're listening for a sound, there's certain places in your home, there's certain places in your house, places in your life where you go, oh, I hear it most here. Yeah. Well, and so for me, it's like I, I find it places. Where do you hear God most? Where you go, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a, my most spiritually centered, yeah. most God present place here. What's that like for you? It's why I'm, it's why I'm in Nashville now, not Los Angeles, uh, because I couldn't do it there. It was mm-hmm. too loud. Um, there was just too much. Uh, and some people go, dude, I couldn't be in Nashville. I got yeah, yeah, to be in the speed, right? Be, like, it's and, and that speaks that to them. And that's, yeah, and that's, right. that's fantastic. Um, I noticed it when I got out on, uh, I went hunting in, in Texas one time. And it had been years since I was out on land as far as the eye could see with nothing around. And I fell asleep. Which would be the opposite of which Los Angeles opposite of Los or Angeles. New York. Or, yeah, 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 right. And I fell asleep in a creek bed. And I woke up and there were rabbits at my feet. There were birds chirping. And I just felt just something in my spirit just said this. Yeah. Here. Wow. And, and uh, you know, I've been uh, – John Eldridge has been an author that has – he's yeah. just struck a chord with me. I, I wish the guy knew how, how deeply the stuff that he writes is it because I feel like we've lived parallel lives. He was, he was in acting and drama before he got into mm-hmm. uh, being an author. But we're both outdoorsmen. We're both hunters that and guys that just need to be out. Right. I hear God's voice when I'm in a tree stand. Yeah. Right. In the morning, when you're away. When I'm away from everything, yeah. and and life gets quiet, and I can, I don't have it pegged. Yeah. And see, I love the rhythm of that in your life. Like we are sitting in your home, which is beautiful, rolling hills and those beautiful things, and you hear God there, but it hasn't detached you. And I feel like that's the 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 danger of people leaning into that too far is oh. that they're detached from culture, influence, yeah. city, humans. They go, I'm going to create my moat, yeah, and I'm going to wrap the moat all the way around my castle, yeah. and then see you. Well, hey, listen, and it's, you're, you're in the, the belly of every element, right? Like I love that the, yeah. the fact that you have both elements. But but the da- the danger, it, it, I'd be lying to you to say that. That that's not a ten, like you don't think I, about sometimes I, going. All right, man, I'll get burn on the tra- road. I'm gonna I'll stay get here. on that tractor all day long, and for, and all of a sudden a week's gone by, and I go, oh wait a minute, this isn't what I do. Yeah, right. this isn't. No one's paying me to do this. Right. And no, this yeah. isn't what I was. You know, I was right. meant. For, I meant for something else, but this is my. Uh, I forget who said the quote, but I read it uh, a couple weeks ago. Someone said, you know, New York is the most. Unbelievable! It might have been Tim Keller in one of his sermons, but he was uh, quoting someone who said, "New York is the most vibrant. Uh, it is the heartbeat of cities in the world. It is it is the epicenter of energy and culture and all of these things, all embodied in one city. And it would have fallen in on itself were it not for Central Park. Wow." Everyone needs yeah. Central Park, wherever that is, whatever that is, somewhere in your to life. stop. Somewhere and it's stop. true if you think of cities that don't have a Central Park. If you yeah. think of cities where the madness, it's like you can almost sense the culture, communal anxiety. It just yes. never it's palpable. stops. Yeah, yeah. that's um, powerful. That's so, powerful. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks so much for letting us into your sacred space. Yes, sir. And for letting <laughs> us into that spot to dive <laughs> into that world. Really grateful for just your friendship and for getting to be a part of this part of your story. And we just can't wait to watch and 
um, see where your life takes you and what you get to influence. Thanks, buddy. So Appreciate thank it. you so much. All right.